traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, it... Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Bora. How is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome to The Geek Show. It's a show where we typically take a break from politics and all of that and talk about fun things, video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. But today we got to dive just a tad bit into politics just because it crosses the line into technology and there's a lot going on right now. Uh, if this is your first time here for The Geek Show, the welcome. The show is set up like this. We'll start off with the news of the week, some interesting interesting things actually some big things happening in the world of social media uh hacks that are happening and election mysteries are happening right now but then i got some fun ones then we take a break and we come back we talk about the world of movies uh amc is running out of cash disney is transitioning and restructuring their company to focus more on streaming which i think is big big news for the theater business then we take a break and we come back after news uh we'll talk about Corey's tech corner apple edition we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world but i say apple edition because apple had their big phone event this week so i'll talk about the four new phones that are just incredibly confusing to remember uh and a few other of their big announcements from there and then we end the show with the top five list of the week i got some trailers i got some uh viral videos and i'm going to introduce you to curbside larry who has to be one of the greatest guys i've seen in a very long time so you're going to want to stick around for that but first let's start off with the big story of the week and i say the week i know a lot of people might think differently but in the world of technology this one's pretty big we've talked about social media before and no matter what side you're on on the left or on the right there is always a debate on both sides that says ah social media is uh attacking us and they're censoring what we put if you're the right wing you say ah i'm putting out trump stuff and they're censoring it if you're on the left ah we're putting out stuff and they're censoring it and there's always this big battle and i've always stood by uh, the the statement of that you have to remember when you sign up for a account you are clicking at the very bottom there's a terms and services and when you click on that you're agreeing to their rules and in their rules they can say whatever you want i mean who takes the time to actually read that but they have the ability to monitor and take down things as they want but uh there was a big a story that came out this week and i'm not going to go into it because i personally the the facts don't exactly line up yet uh maybe a little more info will come out and we'll I'll have a better idea, but there were emails and photos obtained from Hunter Biden, which is Joe Biden's son, uh, personal laptop. The story itself is kind of crazy and bizarre. Uh, I'll leave that to you to decide if that's real or not. But uh, it's the social media stuff that happened around it that I think is pretty big. So Facebook and Twitter both took down and deleted a lot of people who were sharing that article. They also, even at least Twitter, blocked several people from posting anything on their Twitter account because they were sharing this. Now, I am a big person of uh, when you're on Twitter, you know, you should have the freedom of speech and whatnot. But in their attempt to, uh, because without a doubt, big tech companies like Facebook and Twitter have been getting a lot of pressure 
to uh, keep an eye on false information that spreads online. And this one was released by the New York Post, which obviously has a conservative kind of swing to it. But the fact that they blocked, I mean, even the the press secretary, the president of the United States, they blocked. And uh, I, I think people should be just a little concerned regardless on what side you are, because that's a pretty big step. I know Republicans are all mad and huffy puffy as usual when any story happens. But uh, this one's kind of big because that one... <sighs> You know, some things I, I understand, like QAnon stuff, I, I completely understand. But when you have a uh, big company like the New York Post and putting out this information, it, 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 I think it crossed the line just a little bit. And maybe they'll say, well, in this effort of us to try to really attack and, and stop all misinformation during election season, maybe we got ahead of ourselves. But I haven't heard anything yet. And uh, I know the Republicans, Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham, uh, both said they're going to call the head of Twitter to come in and talk at their committee. I don't know if that will happen anytime soon, but uh, it's pretty big. There's a video, not a video game. There is a website that I go to all the time for great technology information, and that is TheVerge.com. And they released a very fascinating story of 15 important things that they have to say about Facebook, Twitter, and the New York Post story. So I want to just cover a few of them because it's pretty important. Um, you have to remember that in 2016, Russian operatives used social media and leaks to hurt the Democratic Party. That caused the big storm that we're in right now of political pressure saying, hey, you guys need to monitor your stuff because stuff is going to leak or uh, misinformation is going to be spread and you need to stop spreading that. And I think that's at the heart of all of this. And it's personally how I think big tech will sneak out of this. But uh, other things around this, uh, Facebook didn't come out and explain why they removed it. Twitter came out and at least explained it clearly to everybody. They said that they don't put anything that's um, been hacked or leaked data online. Uh, we don't know how the ban will particularly affect Trump or the Biden campaigns. Um, people have tried to build alternatives to Facebook and Twitter, but that hasn't fixed the problem that a lot of people say, hey, this is an issue that's going on right now. And uh, that's what also big tech company might be worried about because they could come out and say, well, someone else can build a anti-Twitter or anti-Facebook page. But uh, they might come back and say, well, look, they can't because you're too big and you're too powerful. Um, this is something to worry about, regardless on which side you are on, because as always, the same with politics, uh, if you are happy that Twitter and Facebook did this or mad, the shoe could go on the other foot at any time. There could be somebody at Twitter who then becomes a hard conservative and then, uh, you know, takes the conservative side of things and blocks the liberal stuff. So it's something we need to worry about because we have to figure out uh, what kind of power, what kind of communication these companies have, and what is their responsibility when it comes to misinformation and spreading stuff online. So it's just something that is, I think, a lot bigger than what we're seeing. I don't think we're going to hear any answers for a while. If it's one thing I've learned covering politics uh, for five years now, it's uh, don't expect things to happen fast. So they may call in the head of Twitter to come in, but I'm going to guess he's going to come in after the election. So I don't know if this is going to have a drastic effect on the election, but uh, 
We'll be curious to see in the long run how this will work. I know that Trump personally wants to get rid of some of the uh, freedoms that these big tech companies have, uh, especially if he gets reelected. He'll probably pursue that. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, also in the more serious news, this one, uh, is concerning the last day for residents across Virginia to register to vote in the upcoming election had multiple websites, uh, crashing and it was completely knocked off online. They don't know how or why, but apparently they're blaming a cut fiber optic cable was cut or damaged, and that is why it happened. They are extending the date that you can register to vote, but it, I mean, uh, nothing gets cut mysteriously. Something obviously had to happen, either pro, uh, left or pro right, because that's the world we're in right now. Next up, okay, last, last heavy one, then we'll get to so, like two fun ones, then we'll take a break. Uh, Sony is in a little hot water this week because, uh, they introduced a new update for PlayStation 4, their 8.0 update, which in- gives new features and fixes bugs, uh, that, people have discovered well some playstation 4 users who downloaded the latest update got an unexpected surprise that morning their console informed them that sony had the right to record their voice for moderation purposes in group chats so in playstation you can hang out with all of your friends in a chat room and basically talk with each other with your headsets on and uh what was unclear at first was why they would be listening in on these conversations Sony later came out and said uh, it, that the voice chat, even with PlayStation 4, uh, your voice can be recorded and submitted to Sony for moderation by another user. So if you're in a chat room with people and somebody says crazy or stupid or just horrific things, people in that chat room can uh, report people. But... I understand it, but at the same time, I'm just a little worried because, as always with the Geek Show and with technology, I don't like the idea of big companies checking on you and listening on you. Sony claims they aren't listening in. They're just giving people the option, but it's a little worrisome. But at the same time, uh, video games are notorious for having some just hateful things and some terrible people saying terrible things there because they think that they're online. So they have a uh, more uh, anonymous to them and they won't get found out. So I understand they're trying to fight back against so- cyber bullying, but at the same time, they're spying or they have the potential to spy on people in group chats. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I just feel like that that's not going to end well, at least for Sony. Um, quick one, League of Legends, one of the biggest video games around. I personally could never get into it, and I tried, but uh, they announced this week at the Apple event that it is coming to the iPhones and iOS devices soon. A lot of people were very happy about that. Finally, the Catholic Church is set to make a 15-year-old programmer, get this, the patron saint of the internet. I really, really love this. So Carlos Acutis died from leukemia in 2006 at the age of 15. The boy was known in the church as a whiz when it came to navigating the modern world of the internet. He helped Catholic organizations maintain their websites and work on various personal development projects, the most prominent being an online catalog of miracles. Now he's on track to become the very first millennial saint. And there's a, I didn't realize this, but to become a saint, there is a bunch of things that have to happen. But just recently he got an 
just like an inch, an inch, an inch closer to becoming it. After his death, calls for his, uh, the process to make him a saint began. And, uh, the first step happened by becoming a servant of God in 2013. In 2018, he was bro- proclaimed a venerable. And following last weekend's ceremony, he's been given the title of bless. So usually to become a saint, the church must recognize two miracles attributed to that candidate. Earlier this year, the Pope approved of one miracle in which a boy in Brazil was said to have healed from a chronic condition causing serious abnormal pain after a local parishioner acquired a relic from Carlos's mother and asked people to pray to Acutus to intervene. More reports of miracles will come to fulfill the standard state criteria, but according to NPR, Pope Francis could intervene and waive that requirement. So we could have the patron saint of internet very soon. And I think that's awesome. Regardless on where you are with religion, uh, Carlos Acutis and the Catholic Church is doing something really cool with this. I'm glad they're honoring this young 15-year-old who did some great things for the church. That's super awesome. And I really, that I mean, seriously, the patron saint of the internet, that is too stinking cool. Really, really love that story. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some movie stuff. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Okay, this is a segment where I talk about movie and TV news, and I want to start off with some things I've been watching. Uh, last week, I started watching uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO. It is a fantastic series. It takes place back in the Jim Crow era of the South. A man is trying to find his... Uh, lost father and while doing it it mixes in hp lovecraft with if if you don't know who he is he's an author who's known for his notorious creatures uh cthulhu and it mixes that in and i'm like three episodes in and i'm beyond fascinated by the show the production value is great and i highly recommend it if you want something new and different and the they have a take on vampires that are just really really interesting uh the other show i want to talk about for a quick second is called utopia it's on Amazon, and I've talked about this before. I think it was even in the top ten, top five list once, but it is a show about a uh, comic book that conspiracy theorists believe is uh, indicates when a next pandemic type event will happen. And this one deals specifically with a virus that will kill people. And but here's the thing. I'm so conflicted with this show because I, I liked it, I think. The only problem was is that uh, it, it hits too close to home because we're kind of in this pandemic right now. And uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. And it just made me uncomfortable at points watching it because, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it just really hits close to home with where we are right now. And it really made me question Amazon's thinking in releasing this right now. Like, why would you release a series that you hope is going to do well? It was based off of a BBC uh, show in the UK that was notoriously uh, successful and everybody loved the show. And uh, they bought the rights and decided to make it. And the acting's great. I mean, the story is interesting, but it just, why would you release a pandemic style show during a pandemic. I, I really don't understand that one. Maybe there's some behind the scenes thing with contracts and whatnot. 
but it was really weird. So uh, I, I would recommend if you have any curiousness about the show to, to wait just a little longer. Maybe things will ease up a little bit and it'll feel less weird. But I don't know. It just really uh, it, it hit a weird spot in me. And I'm still conflicted on if I really liked it or just weirded out by it. I know that sounds bizarre and weird, but I've never had a movie or, or show the, a show like in this case uh, hit me like that, especially with the reflection of what we're all going through right now. So that one's out there uh, in the world of streaming. This is what I'm going to be watching this weekend. That I am so excited about one. I'll be watching. I can't say now because it's in my top five list. So stick around for that one. But uh, the big one that I am so, so happy that is getting good reviews is the trial of the Chicago seven. This is about the 1960s when there was a massive protest in Chicago. Chicago and the police were taking these protesters down and it was a fight for their rights. Uh, it's at 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes me extraordinarily happy because if you follow the geek show, you know that I love, uh, movies that are based off of real life events because after that, it, then I dive into the history of it. I look online, I read everywhere about more information, more th things that happened during it and what they got right and what they got wrong. And I just love discovering that. And I hope other people, uh, watch stuff like that and discover it and read up more about it too, because it's our history. We got to know, but 94% incredibly happy that this movie is uh, getting good reviews it is on netflix so if you have a netflix account boom you got it you can watch it anytime you want now let's hit the big ones amc theaters announced this week that hey we might not have enough money to last the rest of the year which is very concerning when you're the number one theater chain in the country now uh, i'm just going to get this one out of the way there's a lot of people on social media that are like ha yeah stick it to to the uh, elites over in Hollywood. And I get that. I understand where the frustration comes. But at the same time, you have to remember these movie theater companies, uh, the theaters and the film industry itself employs a lot of people. So while you might be sticking it to some specific elite people there, you will be sticking it also to a lot of hardworking people. there, just trying to make uh, their ends meet while working at these places. So it's very concerning. That would be a huge, huge industry to just disappear. But uh, last week we talked about that Regal Theaters, the second largest chain in the country, uh, has shut down indefinitely. Uh, they might open back up if things ease up, but it looks like it's not going to happen. And another worrying side for AMC Theaters is Disney. Disney announced this week a restructuring of their business and uh, their focus for their workers, and they're focusing a lot more on Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus is a huge monster of a streaming service, and if Disney pulls out from movie theaters... I'm saying it right now, it, it will kill the movie theater industry because Disney owns, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was Disney because when they bought Fox, uh, they now own 55 to 60% of the film market. I, I think it's somewhere around that mark. But, uh, and, and also to show it to you is last year's movies, the top 10 highest grossing films, I believe it was uh, six or seven out of the 10 were owned by Disney. So they bring in a lot of money to movie theaters. And if they focus fully on their digital sales and on streaming services, 
That's it for movie theaters. We might still have small ones here and there, but the big guys can't stick around because if there's no audience for it. So it's concerning. I'm worried. Obviously, I talk about on The Geek Show all the time that I really like digital movies. I like watching at home because of the freedom and the access of it. But at the same time, I don't want movie theaters to close because I like going to the theaters every once in a while. And on top of that, going to the movie theaters is what got me into this industry and got me to become a geek because there's something awesome about being a little kid walking into this room with a giant screen and just going to another world and watching superheroes fight each other. So it's a little concerning and I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I think in all honesty, I'm just very, very worried because a lot of movies are pushing next year and I'm worried if AMC theaters will be able to hold on to it. One more quick story, then we're going to take a break. Dexter. Deadline reports that Michael C. Hall's Dexter is coming back to Showtime for a limited series. There's no details on the whereabout of the character in the reboot, but the finale of the Dexter, season 8, have uh, him faking his death and living under a new name. A lot of people didn't like the ending of the show. I personally didn't watch it, but everyone's been talking about this because Dexter is a loved series. And I'll be curious to see where they go with this. I'm curious if it's going to end up like uh, the Breaking Bad movie. They made a uh, a limited series that was on uh, Am- not Amazon. It was on Netflix that uh, took place after the season finale of Breaking Bad. And if they go that route, cool. Uh, it sounds like people really want a nice wrap up for the series. So with that, you guys, we're going to take a break for news. When we get back, we are going to talk about Apple in Corey's Tech Corner. <laughs> Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner, Apple Edition. So normally in Corey's Tech Corner, we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. But for today, we're doing a special edition of Corey's Tech Corner, the Apple Edition. Why? Well, because Apple had their big event this year, and we have to talk about it. Because I think statistically, uh, a high, high, I think the biggest percentage of people who owns phones, the highest percentage of uh, companies that you know the people buy, uh, is Apple. So we got to talk about this, and th- this is just. Uh, it's confusing, it's interesting, and lots of things happened at this event this week. So obviously the biggest thing was the announcement of the iPhone 12. We all expect it was coming. Obviously it's going to look good. New design, two cameras on the back. It's coming out on October 16th, uh, $829. Cool, it's just your average iPhone, just more upgraded, some better parts and whatnot. But then they introduced three other versions of it. And here's the thing, we've talked about this on The Geek Show before. What is it with companies making products and then naming them so similar to each other. So we have the iPhone 12, which is the regular one. Then we have the iPhone 12 mini, which is the small version. Then we have the iPhone Pro, which is a bigger version. But then we have the iPhone Pro Max. Boom, the big boy. Uh, it's really, really bizarre. I think they kind of stole that from a lot of Android phones are in the same category of Create you have like the Note and the Note Plus for uh, Samsung, but uh, yeah. So with the iPhone 12 Mini, it's the smallest version of their phone. It'll be available on November 6th, and it will be um, 5.4 inches long. Pretty much the specs inside are the same as what you'd normally get, just a little less, and it's at $729 for a phone. 
iPhone Pro is the bigger version, the big boy. It has three cameras on it, uh, 6.1 inch, and it is $1,000, or as they lovely put it, uh, $999, because that sounds better to the ear than $1,000. Uh, and then finally, the big boy, you have the iPhone Pro Max, 6.7 inches, three cameras on it, has a bunch of camera features. If you do, seriously, if you do like to use your camera on your phone and use it a lot, this might be the phone for you, but it costs $1,000. No, $1,100. So with $100 more, you get a little bit bigger of a phone and some better features with the camera. But it's just funny to me because uh, there is this thing in technology now to have one product and then have different versions of it. And I just hope it doesn't cause confusion. I always go back to the Xbox. The Xbox has the the new console, the new generations coming out. The brand new one is the Xbox Series X with the letter X. Then they have a lighter version that's kind of a midway point between Xbox and uh, the current generation and Xbox the next generation. And it's called the Xbox Series S, the letter S. And... I just think it's going to cause confusion because you don't know which one you want. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this as a kid growing up in the 90s and 2000s. Parents, I, I completely give it to you. You don't have time all the time to keep up with what's the what each of these products are. And I'm just worried that there will be some confusion when it comes Christmas season to buy uh, things and some kids might be disappointed. So when you have different four different products, the iPhone 12, the iPhone 12 mini, the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Pro Max, uh, it just gets a little confusing. Maybe I'm giving, I'm having too much doubt on the consumers. Maybe the consumers are a lot smarter than I'm giving them credit for, but there's a track record of some issues of, uh, naming products and confusion over it. Also, the other big one, uh, is that when you buy these phones now, they announced it. They had this whole special event and look, I'm a big pro person about helping the environment and saving the environment because of climate and global warming and all of that. But uh, they touted it. They're saying, oh, look at us. We're doing this. And then they said, because we're trying to take care of the environment, we're not going to be including headphones or chargers in your, with your iPhone when you purchase it. Headphones, I totally get. Because, I mean, statistically, if you're going to buy a brand new phone, uh, you most likely have headphones already. But the charger is what annoys me. And that's because when I was young, I bought my very first phone with money that I saved up for. And just thinking back to then... Uh, I would have been heartbroken if I brought this product, uh, bought this product and you cannot use it because you need a charger. So I'm a little annoyed for it. And I get it that a lot of people will say, oh, well, Corey, most people have these chargers already. And I totally get that. But we shouldn't, uh, stop people from, uh, having that experience out of the box because Apple also introduced Hey, you can buy our Apple charger for $20 or whatever it was. So I, I'm just curious as to are they really uh, touting their environmental protection or are they just using that as an excuse to uh, make you guys buy something that uh, should have come with the phone in the long run? I hope that's not a trend that other companies do, but I'll keep an eye on that one, uh, especially for $1,100. You don't get a charger or headphones. That's a little crazy for me. And finally, the big announcement from Verizon. Verizon came out on the Apple stage and said, hey, we are rolling out 5G. It won't be starting. Well, it will be starting this year. But while it won't get to everybody at first, they're slowly going to roll it out with the infrastructure that they're building for it. So soon we'll all be 
5G-abled uh, with our phones. Now, a lot of current phones and older phones are not able to go 5G. You can still do 4G but uh, for right now. But uh, 5G phones, you have to buy newer phones that are 5G-enabled. And the new iPhone 12 is enabled. So that's why Verizon was there. But it's super cool because Verizon's one of the bigger uh, phone companies, and they'll be rolling that out. Finally, I'll be curious to see these speeds. They're supposed to be, like, insane on how fast you can get stuff. So with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, I got a big old top five list of the week for you. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. Yes, welcome back to The Geek Show, but I'm sad to say it's the last part of The Geek Show. I know. As always, if you want to hear any of the previous Geek Show episodes, or if you missed a segment today, you can hop on the 1470 WMBD app, and you'll be able to find on the on-demand section all of the previous Geek Shows. Today's episode will probably come up on Monday or Tuesday next week. We're working on it right now to get it up on Spotify and hopefully iTunes, so you'll have more options if you want to listen to The Geek Show and spread the word of The Geek. But for right now, let's end the show with one of my favorite segments, the top five list of the week. I got three trailers and two viral videos, and let's start with a viral video. Number five. Yes, number five goes to an adorable video that I saw this week, but it was released last week. And I'm honestly just shocked that this didn't come to my attention to now. But uh, it has one million views. It's a hilarious video about these little kids are watching their teacher teach. And while she's teaching, she gets disconnected. And the kids are confused and they're talking back and forth. They think they did something wrong. It's hilarious. It's adorable. Take a listen to this. I see that there's a little record sign at the top of the screen. So the teacher's recording this. She can watch us and see that we're not behaving. Yeah, I know. And the principal. Yeah, we know. That should be serious, yeah, Trump. We know, but I'm just putting that in my mic because I don't want to talk. So we should be behaving. Yes, so who doesn't, I mean, that video is perfect. To get a perfect viral video, you need cute kids or you need somebody doing something silly. This one has cute kids. It already has a million views online. I'm just waiting to see when Ellen's going to call them up. Or is Ellen kind of poison right now? Uh, we've talked about Ellen, her problems with her show lately, but maybe she won't invite guests for a while because of COVID and because of the, the toxic work environment that she's currently in. But uh, hilarious video. If you want to look it up, uh, Good Morning America had the video which i give them full credit for finding and it's just hilarious number four number four number four goes to an animated movie that i had no idea was based off of a comic book and i just have so many more questions this is invincible son kids your age think they're invincible and it holds them back makes them careless you hear it I do. Were you nervous? A little. Yeah, so that is the trailer for Invincible. It's an animated TV show coming to Amazon Prime next year, 2021, just a couple months away, which... Now thinking about it, gosh, I can't believe it's only a couple months away. It feels like 2020 has been a really, really long year, but it looks super awesome. What was interesting was I saw the trailer and I thought, oh, wow, an original uh, cartoon about superheroes. 
awesome. That sounds great. But then I was reading the comments and somebody was like, hey, I am so surprised that they're doing this. I'm excited, but I'm surprised. And I, I was like, well, what the heck? So I looked it up and it is based off of a comic book, but it's known for its very, very, very bloody violentness of the show. Uh, the best way to describe it to me is another Amazon Prime show is The Boys. Uh, currently, they just finished season two of it. And uh it's basically the boys, but in uh, cartoon form. And I mean that in the violence, just over-the-top violence. I mean, you will see, I think in the trailer, you see a guy's head just smash open. So, obviously not for kids, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's coming out in 2021 on Amazon Prime. The animation looks phenomenal, and I'm super excited for it. Number three. Number three. Number three goes to Hollywood attempting take number, what, 48 now? on making a video game franchise into a film franchise. This is Monster Hunter. Captain, do you have any idea what those markers are? They look pretty ancient. The tracks end here. It's definitely Bravo team. They don't just disappear. Yes, that was the trailer for Monster Hunter. And if you don't know, Monster Hunter is a Sega video game that's very popular. The recent one, I think Iceborne, uh, has been hugely popular, uh, especially in Japan where it, it blew up in popularity and now it's coming over to America. And it's basically a bunch of friends are stuck on this world where there are giant monsters and you hunt them. And when you kill them, you take the parts off of them and you use those to make new weaponry. And it's just about getting new stuff all the time and they decided to take that franchise a franchise that doesn't have exactly the best storyline and make it into a movie and that's uh, that's my problem with video game movies is they they don't pick good movies to make i'm still look waiting for a bioshock movie bioshock movie would be the greatest thing of all time but uh so it's directed by the guy who did all the resident evil movies and i'm not a fan of those movies so what you're going to get is your average action film, probably over-the-top uh, action with giant monsters and people shooting people with guns, lasers, bow and arrows. I mean, the trailer ends with the main lady running up to this giant dragon with a gauntlet on her hand, and I assume she's going to punch the dragon. But uh, it's really, really weird, and the cheesiness, the cheesiness is what gets me. And here's the thing. Uh, you know, if you follow this show, I love movies but i also <laughs> love pointing out cheesiness because a lot of people like to do that and one of the favorite as soon as i saw on the uh it popped up on the screen i was like okay the cheese factor just increased and it popped up saying oh the bigger they are the harder they kill it's like okay i've never heard that one before maybe i'm a little too picky and in all honesty my track record is if i think a movie is going to be terrible it turns out to be great so i'm saying this is going to be terrible maybe in 2020 i'll finally get a movie right uh, i'm still looking at you dora the explorer i'm still mad that you turned out to be a good movie but that is monster hunter it is coming out in december they say in theaters but i'm gonna guess it's gonna switch to a digital release or but be released at a later time number two number two yes okay number two and number one i fought so stinking hard about what should be where because uh number two i finally decided i'm like okay i'm gonna keep this here because 
Uh, number one is like old school classic YouTube, and that's why I love YouTube. Uh, so this one is my favorite show of all time, TV show, is The West Wing. And HBO is doing something really cool. I believe it's on HBO Max. I think it will be a release to regular HBO uh, at some point. But they have done a reunion of the cast of The West Wing. They picked an episode, and this is in conjunction with election season, and there's a group behind it. There will be speakers throughout it. But for the most part, what you're going to be getting is a onstage uh, re- not recreation, but an onstage uh, play, basically, of one of the episodes from The West Wing that involved election season. And obviously, it's a pro-democratic uh, event and a whole series and why they're doing it. But I think it's cool just for the fact that it is a West Wing reunion. Everyone's coming back. I could not be more excited just because I love that show on a level I can't even explain. But that is coming out this weekend. In fact, it's out now. So if you're interested and you like the show, HBO Max has it, the West Wing election special. What is our topic? Election. Didn't you talk up our accomplishments? I couldn't think of that. Just out of curiosity, what if this doesn't work? I don't know, but for sure we're going to blame you. President, welcome back. What are you doing? Just trying to get some pizza in an uncivilized world. Here's number one. Yes, number one goes to, like I said, an old school YouTube video. And why I say old school is because when YouTube started, and oh my gosh, I am now feeling incredibly old once again. When I, oh, back when I was young, when YouTube started, there were all these videos. No, there were all these videos that were playing that were just over the top, silly, funny, and just crazy. There was one, I can't remember the company. There's a, there was a moving company that did a video and it was just like, you got stuff? Ah, throw it in the back. And it was just hilarious. And then I saw this video. This was coming out from a library in the country. I don't remember exactly where, but, uh, they decided to make a commercial to help explain curbside pickup for the library and this just perfectly captures what old school youtube is just silly production value not there over the top and just fun this is curbside larry hey folks curbside larry here at the barbara bush library and we're crazy with curbside service that's right we got shelves and shelves of books blu-rays and dvds we'd like nothing better than take care of all your reading research and entertainment needs best sellers we got them! Are you tired of streaming movies and want to go old school? We got hundreds and hundreds of Blu-rays and DVDs just for you! And did I mention books? There's too many to name! We got fiction and non-fiction! Picture books! We got them! Yes, I really love that video. Curbside Larry is just hilarious. The fact that the video is just over the top, but in a fun way. It's not cringy. It's just classic, classic YouTube. I really, really love it. So uh, you can look that up online. Just look up on YouTube. Just meet Curbside Larry, and you'll be able to find it. I really love stuff like that. It just really reminds me of the good old days. Okay, stop being old, Corey. You're not that old. You're 30. Gosh darn it. Uh, but with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. As always, I try to end on a positive note because we need more positivity in the world. So just do something good and positive this weekend. Remember to watch out for your fellow geeks. We're all geeks of something. Video games, movies, cars, 
Uh, I think they're uh, Dan. I think is a geek of books. So and Greg Batten, the Morning Show, is a big fa- geek of uh, small shiny things. So whatever your geek is, just remember we're always here watching each other's back. That's what I love about Peoria is that when people need help, the community gets together and helps rise people up. And we have to remember to keep doing that, even with COVID, even in this time of political turmoil that we're in. And I say that mainly with uh, the fact that it's just I think we all can agree, no matter what side you're on, uh, the tensions are high as we move closer and closer to Election Day. And we need to watch each other's back. And also remember, as always, if you're ever feeling down, lone, sad, always feel free to reach out to me here on The Geek Show or on The Morning Show. You are never alone ever and you will always have someone to talk to with me so with that you guys have a great weekend i will see you all next week this is the geek show on 1470 and 100.3 wmbd